The Guardian. Welcome to the Guardian Children's Books podcast. My name is Chris Bradford. I'm the author of the Young Samurai series and my new series, Bodyguard. I'm going to give you a short reading from my newest book, Ransom, which is the story of Connor Reeves, a young bodyguard protecting two teenage daughters of an Australian media mogul while they're aboard a yacht in the Indian Ocean. Except the unthinkable happens, far out to sea, when pirates attack. Connor pushed the throttle into the red zone and the tender boat powered away. They thumped over the waves, Chloe, Emily and Callie clinging on for dear life. The gunfire resumed and Connor veered left, then right, trying to avoid the bullets. They catch up, shouted Callie. Connor glanced over his shoulder. The supercharged skiff was gaining on them rapidly. What now, cried Chloe over the strained roar of the tender's engines. The radio's gone. Connor reached behind and yanked the tag that activated the go-bag SART. The high-powered LED beacon began to flash as the device transmitted its locating signal. What do you think you're doing? exclaimed Chloe. Are you trying to make yourself a target? Connor didn't have much choice. If he shrugged off the backpack, he'd lose the protection of the liquid body armour panel. But the pirate certainly seemed to appreciate the flashing light for a target. The tender rattled with the impact of more direct hits from high-velocity rounds. Callie knelt up and began firing the revolver in retaliation. But he was being thrown around so much that Connor doubted a single bullet was on target. After five shots, the gun clicked empty. No more, Callie despaired, ducking down as the pirate returned fire. Spray breaking over the tender's bow, Connor steered them blindly into the night. There was nowhere for them to hide in the open ocean. All he could hope for was to outrun the pirates. But the tender's engines were already being pushed to their limit, and still it wasn't enough. The pirate skiff relentlessly closed the gap. Callie, grab the flare gun in my pocket, ordered Connor. Crawling over the jolting deck, he pulled out the gun. Spare flares are in the side of my go-bag. Reaching up, Callie unzipped the pocket and found the clip of flares. You need to aim at the rear of the skiff, Connor explained, where the fuel cans are. Nodding, Callie loaded the flare gun. The pirate's skiff was now so close they could hear him shouting his vengeance. I kill you! I kill you all! Hold the boat steady, demanded Callie. Connor shot him a disbelieving look. At this speed, that was impossible. But he steered as straight a path as he could. Callie closed one eye, took careful aim, and fired. flare hits its target or not, and whether Connor escapes with their lives, you'll have to read the book. Ooh, okay, that's very good reading and very interesting. So I've got a few questions now. I'm Freddie Drabble. To start with, how did you come up with the character of Connor Reeves in the Bodyguard series? Right, well, I heard on the radio uh, a security professional say that the best bodyguard is the one nobody notices. And that really triggered an idea in my head uh, that I thought, well, if that's the case, then that will make teenagers the best bodyguards. And then from that point, the kind of the whole idea snowballed and I started to think about who would make really good bodyguards. And a name just kind of blasted into my head, Connor Reeves, and I thought that's a really strong hero name. 
<laughs> but then when I researched into it further, I also found out that because most people don't ever suspect a girl of being a bodyguard, that they actually make the best bodyguards. So he's not the best bodyguard? Well, in a team of an uh, alpha team, it, we've got Connor, yeah. who's okay. He's kind of the lead guy. He's our hero, <laughs> and he's working his way up. Uh, we've got Ling, a small yet deadly girl from China. The kind of the one who's got the most skills at the moment is Charlie. But Charlie happens to be in a wheelchair because of an accident in a previous mission. So Connor's now vying to be the best. But do bodyguards, bodyguards actually exist? Right, as you noted, I've, uh, I, yeah. it's a kind of clever play on words. You've got bodyguard is the name of the organisation uh-huh. for the young bodyguards. The concept would be great if it existed. That is the fictional element in my books where I've decided that, you know, we're going to have 15-year-old, 16-year-old bodyguards. In actual fact, you can only train as a qualified bodyguard aged 18. But everything else in the books is based on the truth. So all the techniques you're going to read in there about how to do the one-inch push, how to do surveillance, anti-ambush exercises, they're all based on my real training as a bodyguard so that when you're reading that book, you realise they are authentic techniques that mm-hmm. you could go out and do them. So ah. you could be a bodyguard. I used them on my mum. <laughs> you used them on your mum. Fantastic. Is she out of hospital yet? Uh, no, that's not my real mum there. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard anyway that you trained as a samurai warrior, but did you also train as a bodyguard then? Well, I do something I like to call method writing. Okay, So I choose a really cool topic like you know ninjas, samurai, and in this case bodyguarding. And then I use it really as an excuse to go out and train in it. So, yeah, I've trained in samurai swordsmanship. Uh, I've trained in the art of the ninja. And for this series, I went and qualified as a professional bodyguard. Wow. How do you make your books and stories so addictive? Do you have caffeine in the books? I like that. Yeah, I, sh- I should try and like, <laughs> kind of lace the books with a bit of caffeine yeah. there. Or kind of, maybe for the kids more. Yeah. I mean, that's the parents to Body keep them up. Bodyguards, skills, like gadgets and stuff. Yeah. Maybe I could just lace them with like sugar so you can lick the books while you're going through and that'll keep you up as well. Yeah. You like that? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the way I do it for me is I think to engage young readers like yourself is to A, make them action-packed. B, yeah. make the chapters relatively short. So you can yeah. kind of like little bite-sized uh-huh. ones. A- and C is really to write them at a level that Anybody can kind of read, but they also can relate to. So once you're relating to the characters, you want to follow that story. I've just found them so gripping, your books. Have you ever had to use your training in real life? Well, I don't know. We'll see by the end of this interview if I have to use some of the training. If I do, I have to ace it out of here, assess the threat, counter the danger and escape the kill zone. But I have actually, yes, I have used it. Uh, I've used it once when I was mugged uh, and put the guy into a wrist lock. I had to use it in Nicaragua when we, our house was attacked. But I use it actually on a daily basis. A little example would be, you know, if I come to London and I notice there's a group of kind of dodgy people up ahead on my side of the road, I'll just cross the road and keep walking down the way I want to go. But I've, that's self-defence. I've not put myself in harm's way. And that's a bodyguard's thinking. How can we avoid danger to protect the person, either ourselves or the individual we're protecting? So that's defence. Wow, that's interesting that you got mugged and did that and stuff. That's cool. So now going to school, what was your favourite subject at school? Were you brilliant at writing? Did your teacher notice that you were specifically good at writing? English was one of my favourite subjects, I have to be honest. I never imagined I'd be an author, but I loved English and I loved drama in particular, both those. And I had a very, very inspiring teacher. I guess to write books, they can't go together well. But I've never had any training in writing the books. I think the, the key thing is to, to kind of learn to, to read a lot. And then you can understand from other people yeah. and you gather those words. So, yeah, English did help uh, in that. But I also, you know, I, I love music as well because that was my other passion. 
I saw you perform at a school, which is near mine, which I went to the event, and it was also really gripping. Um, so maybe if you weren't a writer, would you be a teacher, because I guess you're really good at talking, or a performer? Well, if I had a, had a choice, I mean, I was a teacher. I, I taught songwriting and music business at a music college where my desk was not a, a proper like teacher's desk. It was a stage with a drum kit, speakers, guitars, all that. That was fantastic. Yeah. But if I did have a choice that would be something else, you know, obviously there's always the kind of, oh, I'd like to be an actor. But to be honest, I'd probably like to be like my mate uh, Steve Batchel, uh, who does The Deadly 60, and yeah. I'd like to be an explorer. That would be cool. Have you finished the Young Samurai series or are you going to add to it? Oh, so many people ask me that. There's a campaign online wanting book nine. Uh, (laughs) There's a TV series that's been kind of kicking around for a long while based on book nine, which isn't written, of course. I tell you what, I think in a few years' time we might see Young Samurai book nine. I think there's such a momentum behind it. Bodyguards today are like the modern samurai. So that was kind of my leap from the Young Samurai series into the bodyguard also, world. I guess Connor Reeves got um, all training in uh, martial arts and stuff, so maybe... Well, that was the other link, yeah. of course, because my martial books often arts. have a lot of authentic martial arts in them. Mm-hmm. And that's what you know, young people like you like. It's not the kind of standard, you know, he punched the person. And you go, well, I can't really visualise that. Here, I actually, when I write those in my office, when I write, my writing studio, I will act out the fight scenes. So if you were looking in from the outside, it's a little bit like Fight Club. You'd be seeing me beating myself up, basically. That's what I have to go through as an author. You could always hire me and I could come and be involved with acting it out. Brilliant, my punch bag, Freddie, (laughs) the punch bag. Brilliant, you inspire me. It's brilliant. Well, I know that there's like eight Young Samurai series books. So would you be planning to write six more books for the bodyguard? Oh, good question there. In actual fact, I've got a story arc of six books in total. So there's three more after. So we've got Hostage, Ransom, and the third one, Ambush, will be out next year. Then hopefully we'll have three more because the idea behind this whole story is not just the story of Connor, uh, Charlie, Ling, and all those bodyguards and their individual missions. There's a secret conspiracy behind all six books that comes out over the series. And so book six is the big explosion, the conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Could you call them kidnapped or cast away? But the good idea is it's just single words. I don't know, we've got to get you into the punch bag zone and we'll see what inspires me. Okay. The golden egg of what of any author's dream is to have a film or a TV series. But there are so few of those made and I've been quite close on a number of occasions. Oh, really? So my gameplay is the long game and maybe with enthusiastic readers and interviews like yourself that eventually one of them might be made into a, a TV or film. That would be really cool. Maybe not, but could you teach me um, one or two defence mechanisms which could be verbally described um, that you've learned before? Are you going to use these on your sister? No. You'll probably use them on me. Why are your fingers crossed? Well, no, I'll show you. Okay, so you, you can, there's, lots of, there's lots of little techniques that you can use. I mean, in the show, you would have seen the one-inch push, which it looks like a push to the chest. Yeah. Okay, but it's actually a hidden strike by the bodyguard. So it's a bit like Bruce Lee's one-inch punch, um, where you're you're putting the hand against the person, say back off. You know, their fingers against their chest, and then like a snake, a kind of cobra strike, you strike into the chest, and that's hitting the solar plexus. And of course, it looks like a push, which is kind of more reasonable uh, use of force to deal with a threat. But in actual fact, you're striking into the chest, and that's going to drop them because they're not going to be able to breathe for a little bit so little caveat on that do not try that at home okay Okay. the other one you can try is what we call in the ninjutsu sword thumb where you close your fist and you put your thumb on top 
okay? And you've got a nice little kind of little uh, point of your thumb. Now, if you're in a fight situation, the key thing is to try and get the person off balance. So if you drive that thumb into their floating ribs, okay, or the back, that can put them in a little arc and push them off balance. And that's quite an effective technique. There you cool. go. Again, little caveat, don't try that at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fine. Stop looking at your sister. That probably sums up. So it seems like you're a very interesting person and I'm sure that you'll be interviewed again and we'll see the TV show soon and we'll have more books soon. Cut. I feel like I was in danger throughout <laughs> all that interview, my friend. Thank you very much, Freddie. For more great downloads, go to theguardian.com slash audio.